Welcome to the One Signal Podcast, where we aim to educate listeners on product industry and best practices to retain and grow your audience. This is your host, Josh Wetzel. We've got a great guest today for you, Ruby Childs, a principal product manager here at One Signal. I'm excited she's here to discuss live activities, the importance they will play in a lot of critical apps that we use day in and day out. I'm sure you've heard of this through Apple. And we'll get into some of those use cases. So we appreciate you joining us today, Ruby. Welcome to the One Signal podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it, Josh. Lovely to be here. I think this is your first visit to the show. Is that right? It is indeed. Yeah. But, I, you know, I've been a long-standing uh, One Signal member. So I have to get me on a few more after this one. I realized that actually when we were, I was thinking about this show. Wait, Ruby has not been on. We need to get her on more Crazy. often. So. We'll correct that. I'm sure, Josh, over the next six months, he'll probably be popping me in and out now. Uh, yeah, maybe we just do a weekly show. Just start talking about <laughs> product and, and customer engagement. Okay, so real quick, just to start off the show, I think some people will definitely know what live activities are, but can you just give kind of what your understanding of what they are? Yeah, of course. So Live Activities is really exciting. It's being released as part of Apple's iOS 16 release, which was announced at the beginning of September. And Live Activities really allows you to keep a part of your application on your home screen. So it's very much a widget on the home screen that updates according to some news. So for example, if we take like sports games, like being able to update those with regards to scores. So you can follow along with real-time live events. Live Activities is pretty exciting because I think the key there that I mentioned was really around it being an extension of your application. So rather than having things on the user's home screen or on your iPhone's home screen around things like a push notification or otherwise where the UX isn't necessarily customized, it does actually allow like a very high level of customization and branding. So really it keeps your user and keeps you as a person who engages with iOS and iPhones on your home screen and making sure that you have those quick, quick kind of glances across. That's awesome. You know, you and I actually were in a meeting. We work with several of the largest professional sports leagues here in North America and and actually in, in other continents as well, Australia and Europe. You and I were in one of those meetings talking to a large sports league here in the US, and they were kind of giving us some views of this. And I have to say, I'm I'm definitely very excited as a sports fan because I think you can really go deep with a specific game, whether it's a specific player you're trying to follow. There's a ton of different use cases for this. So that's going to be exciting. In the discussions you've had with customers, what are some of the best use cases you're seeing for live activities? Yeah. So of course, the first one you've mentioned there is very much around sports games. Like that is kind of a key use case. So obviously Apple is actually launched with as part of their September launch. So that's the one that we're really seeing kind of like the most excitement around. As I believe like being like a sports fan, you get to kind of like glance over, see your phone, keep up with your scores, even when you're on the go. So imagine you're, you know, you're still doing your daily job. You simply can't be like turning on your TV to watch a game, but you can still keep up to date with the latest news with those sports games themselves. So that, of course, is a really critical case. Then there's a couple of more, which are more individual, kind of like what we call transactional use cases, which is the ability to order your food, order your groceries, really kind of like follow along when you're expecting something. So for example, you're really desperate to get a package, like where is the postman on the way to your house? Like, are they one stop? Are they two stops? Like, do you need to quickly run home and pick something up? Or is your delivery order on time? So often I revert to my delivery ordering apps and I'm constantly like looking through and seeing like, 
oh, where is the driver? Where is the guy on the bike itself? Yep. Uh, so that's a particular exciting one. Um, the third one, which has been, I would say, like a little less explored, but one which we're really interested in is around media and live news stories. So imagine, for example, with the election results in America and being able to see like how your state is voting, what are the current seat counts? And similarly, when we think around kind of like major news events such as the Queen's death, like there's also like a the ability to follow along with something on a timeline or something like a historical moment in time. Um, Something which we have noticed when we when we spoke around with Apple is we see these use cases very much consisting around events and hence around activities too. Uh, but those are the three kind of like main ones that we see so far. Yeah, I'm excited for the election result component. I think that's obviously it doesn't happen every day, but those are ones where you're you're following even sometimes a local measure. Right? There's a local measure in my in my town that's actually of particular interest. And I, I could see like that during that, you know, four hour window in the evening, say on Tuesday, I forget the actual election day. Um, and then the queen, you grab a, that's a great example where it's just like an event, you know, really important event and everyone kind of stops to what they're doing and they kind of want a, a stream of what's happening. And yet you don't want to necessarily be in the app. So maybe, maybe people will be, but um, yeah, no, it's exciting. I think you nailed the the food, grocery. We've got several customers in those spaces as well. I think that's going to be a no-brainer. I could see car charging as an example, yeah. you know, anything where there's an event happening that you want to be following. So that's yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, a couple of other things like bidding as well. So that's another example, making yeah. sure that you're tracking along on like your bid on eBay or any other kind of platform to make sure yeah. that you get the item you want. Uh, also as well, the ability for really like stops and shares, like being able to see like, what is yeah. that kind of like timeline, particularly if you're looking for something like IPO news or such, and you kind of want to see a stock come out, you know, bounce up and maybe even bounce back down again. There's some really exciting use cases there too. Yeah, we have a good relationship with Apple and we've had some discussions with them and we're talking with, with some of the Apple's largest partners that they displayed at their launch at WWDC and they've kind of used in some of the advertising for it. What do we know today about what the functionality would be and some of the yeah. particulars around that? Yeah, of course. So a couple of things we do know is, is that the application actually starts a live activity. So your application has to be on in the foreground. So that means that the user or you yourself as an iPhone user has to have that application engaged in it. That means that when we think around the sports activities, what's likely to happen is, is you will send a push notification to get your user into the application and then offer your user a live activity, you know, as a kind of an opt-in mechanism to make sure that it maintains on the home screen itself. And the reason why Apple has really designed it in that way is to prevent kind of like spammy use cases of live activity and also make sure the user has a chance to really navigate what they want on their home screen itself. So really placing them in charge. So that's one of the key functionalities we see. Um, another one is, of course, the kind of like the, what I call the engine of a live activity, which is really using push notifications service. So push notification service itself, like OneSignal, really you need to be able to do that to update your live activity. And the advantage of using a push notification service is that you get to send out all those live activities activity updates, particularly when you think of the case of a, of a sports game across multiple, if not millions of devices all at once. And that's also another particular area that we see. Um, another key functionality too is really around the brands and the customization. 
And I think this is where it really sets itself apart from other channels, such as a push notification, because the look and feel really within that home screen can be very customized and part of your application. So you want to use a particular font like Inter, Roboto, you can do. You want to use a particular tone of kind of like coloring, you can do. And that's a very kind of like big breakaway from Apple's traditional feature set, where often they very much have wanted to be in control of the UI and the UX so far. So being able to kind of like bring that and bring that feature and that that beautiful kind of like brand customization you work on as part of your application, bringing that to home screen is like so important and so critical. Um, so those are some of the key features that we see so far. Um, in terms of the when, I guess, which is probably always the next question. Everyone yep. loves to know when is this coming? Um, right. I believe Apple is currently in beta at their 16.1 iOS release. When they were in beta, they usually remain in beta for around a month and they they do kind of like a fast follow to basically make sure they release it to the wider general public. We're expecting that to happen really around mid-October. So we're looking probably later this week, if not early next week, in terms of this 16.1 full release. And then that means that live activities will be available to all the companies that want to be trying it out and using it. Yeah, and I think we saw, we might have gotten some more updated data uh, information last night or this morning that it looks like it may be end of October, early November. Yeah, and I expect that to be the case too. Apple's timelines are kind of interesting because you kind of got the big event in September and then you've usually got the full up of the mini event somewhat in October that sometimes aims to be kind of like middle October, but can of course be shifted towards the latter half of the month. Yeah. And initially, our understanding is this would only pertain to iPhone 13 and 14 will support. Yeah, that's correct so far. So really, wherever iOS 16 can kind of fit on a phone, it, it will, of course, be kind of supported. So that's the exciting part, which means that, of course, you don't necessarily need like the latest and greatest iPhone. It is going to work on at least like the past version. I believe it may even be a couple more versions. Okay. Well, we will, of course, be releasing documentation around this. So don't worry, everyone. We will have up-to-date specs in terms of what device will work soon. Probably by the time you listen to this podcast, which we're, we are recording on Wednesday, the 12th of October, and this will probably publish early next week. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the benefits and potential risks. And I think this is more, some of this is hypothetical. Uh, let's start with the risks. You and I have not discussed this. There was no pre-show on this, but... One risk that I've heard, and, and I think we have to talk about it, it potentially reduces engagement in the app. So it's moving something that you would be in the app doing out. And so if you're an app that relies on ad revenue per se, or you want more screen real estate to be able to upsell users to a subscription. So say you're a, a sports league and you're selling a direct streaming product, or you're a food delivery and you're trying to sell someone on a subscription service or to upsell them on additional food or whatever it may be, that would be a potential risk. What's yeah. your feeling on that? I think that's a fair criticism in terms of like, what does it mean to have this kind of extension of your application on the home screen? Does it mean that you reduce kind of interactivity with the application itself? I think on the plus side, actually, with live activities, when you click on them, they actually take you back to the application too. So therefore, it is kind of almost like a, a shortcut as it may be as part of being on your home screen. And I think that really is very interesting in terms of its positioning. So is there really a reduction or is there this kind of like continuous usage? You click on it, you go back to your application in a way that you may not necessarily navigate previously. So you could see it as like a shortcut. Yeah. And that's my my assumption. And when these conversations we've had, it really feels like it's going to be a tool 
to build a much deeper relationship with your most loyal customers. Because people that are, they're actually leveraging live activities, their experience is that much enhanced and they're just gonna be relying on you more and more often when they want this information or they want to follow a a game or they wanna order some food. It seems like it could be a disadvantage for folks who don't adopt it longer term because more people are gonna expect this interactive shortcut on your home screen so you don't have to be sitting in the app but you can always kind of be abreast of of whatever this important information may be, whether it's election result, food delivery, sports. uh. Yeah, and I think that that's a good call out too in terms of adoption and kind of like being, you know, some of the first to market. I think like when you're producing kind of like a modern application, you want to be offering, I guess, like the most innovative, up-to-date experience to your users. And so live activities really allow you to do that. Like this is a very much kind of like a cutting edge technology. It uses something like push notifications, which have been around now for a long time, but it allows you to begin repositioning what it means to have a push notification. And that's really where there's a lot of excitement in terms of let's get something on the home screen. Let's get users engaging in a different way with your application than they have done previously. That's where we really see the benefit and the the potential high case of adoption. Yeah. Well, Ruby, I think that's it. I mean, this was just a kind of a real live live activity look in, so to speak. I know it's it's been a hot topic. We've had a lot of discussions with customers on it, and I'm really excited to start testing. I've got the newest device personally, and I love checking out the newest and greatest. So it's gonna be exciting when that comes out. Stay tuned. We'll be here with with one signal delivering live activity soon. So yeah. Well, thank you, Ruby, for joining the podcast. It was a pleasure speaking with you. And on that note, please listen to the One Signal podcast at your preferred podcast directory. You can find us at all of the major sources, Spotify, Apple, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, and many others. And if you enjoy the podcast, please provide a positive review on your platform of choice. We really appreciate it. Um, And if you're looking for a great customer engagement software, the most widely chosen and highly rated and on services like G2, you can try One Signal for free today. In the meantime, have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye.